0: wearing the Gutted Alive sweatshirt.
1: I am, actually.
0: (laughs) And it looks lovely on you. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Uh,
0: So why don't you tell us what kicked off episode 102?
1: I would love to. We kicked it off with Gutted Alive's human disassembly line. Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So we have a fun show today. Oh yeah. But before we get into it, I found an entertaining article that that I would like to discuss with you <laughs> from Ranker. All right. So, the title of the article is 30 weird slang terms old-timey hobos actually used.
0: Okay. okay. Uh-huh.
1: So, I'm going to read off what the terms are, and you're going to guess what they are.
0: All right. Is there anything about a bindle bindle stick in there?
1: There, I'm sure there is. Okay. Which, you actually taught me that. I didn't know what that was called.
0: Well, Chris taught me that. <laughs> I didn't know what it was called.
1: Popper? Yeah. Oh. Um, coffin nails.
0: Coffin nails. Cigarette?
1: Yep. Uh, bone orchard.
0: Um, bone orchard. Seems like a uh, a brothel.
1: A graveyard. Oh, okay. <laughs> a dead soldier. A dead
0: soldier. Um, a flaccid member.
1: Oh, that's a good guess. No, okay. an empty bottle of booze.
0: Mm, okay, that's a, good.
1: A nickel note.
0: A nickel note. I don't know.
1: A $5 bill. Mm. Cupid's itch.
0: Um, an erection.
1: A venereal disease. Oh. <laughs> Close. So, <laughs> I
0: know what, yeah. The erection um. is what led to Cupid's itch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, scrape the mug. Mm, shave. Yep um a ghost story i don't know a lie told to explain your tardiness or absence (laughs) i like that actually i might start using that yeah we should start not that i have any ghost stories (laughs) Uh
0: (laughs) we should start using all these (laughs) i know at work
1: um (laughs) bump gums
0: bump gums yeah kissing i don't
1: know to chat about insignificant things Mm. pile driver that sounds
0: a little too intimate pile driver huh yeah um see my mind with all this shit automatically (laughs) goes to like (laughs) some sexual thing
1: i know that's why i want you to start guessing um
0: i don't i don't know pile driver um
1: you're not gonna get this one it's good strong coffee
0: huh okay
1: Adam and Eve on a raft.
0: I don't know.
1: How you order two fried eggs on toast, of course. What?
0: All right. How does a, what, How is a hobo ordering shit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe that's like, yeah, I don't even know. Um, Axel grease is butter. Mm, mm-hmm. Would you have guessed that?
0: I've heard that. Um
1: Twist a dream.
0: Not. Twist a dream? Yeah. Open a bottle of booze. I don't know.
1: Close. Uh, to roll a cigarette. Uh. Um Oh, my screen just refreshed. Um Bone Polisher. <sighs>
0: um yeah, I don't know.
1: Vicious dog. What? I
0: don't know. Okay.
1: Yeah, those are kind of the good All ones. All right.
0: Well, that got really long in the tooth.
1: <laughs> Eat snowballs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we've started doing this thing when it's just you and I recording. Yeah. Where to get words out. We start pointing violently at each other. Yeah. And it works. But I'm, I'm thinking like when we have guests in studio, that's going to be really weird.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a little awkward <laughs> for sure. But we definitely do it. Yeah. It like hypes us up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We just played. Yeah. Got it alive.
0: That's right. <laughs> when you hear us yelling, we're probably pointing.
1: Yeah, uh, We're definitely pointing. Not probably. <laughs>
0: All right, we have a special guest today. We do. Tell us who our special guest is, if they didn't read the title. <laughs> Just maybe
1: case. maybe they can't read. Maybe. We are chatting with the lovely Tom Lorenzo okay. from the one and only Blood Feast, mm-hmm. a New Jersey-based band. Mm-hmm. Um, they came here to Rochester a few years ago. Yeah. A couple years ago, a few years ago, I don't know. Yeah. Time is nothing yeah. these days. I think it was a couple years, yeah. Um, It was an incredible show, great turnout, great vibe, lots of fun. Um, Yep.
0: If you don't know who Bloodfeast is, just turn the podcast off now. (laughs) Go
1: listen. No, don't do that. Go listen to the
0: new Unsolved Mysteries podcast (laughs) that they apparently just started.
1: (laughs) No, don't tune out. Tune in and learn. They do need to learn, yes. yes.
0: All right. Before they learn and we talk to Tom... We're going to hear one of my favorite Bloodfeast songs, Dark Side. But this is a special remake that features Chris Natalini and Tom Lorenzo. And it's coming off of 2018 EP, Chopped, Sliced, and Diced. And then we're going to talk to Tom.
2: Tom. What's up, Tom? How you doing? Good, good.
0: So, um, first, thank you for uh, talking to us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me.
2: Uh, I, I like the show. I like the show very well. You have great voices. on uh,
0: Oh,
3: thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you have good radio
2: voices. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think first we wanted to ask you about what the current status of the new Blood Feast is. Can you tell us anything
2: um well the drums rhythm guitars and bass are done i might have to do a little touch-ups here and there. i think but for now we but we've been taking our time with it basically because we have the time to do that yeah. you know we take our time with because you know, everything's just so backed up and you know i mean uh we don't have any kind of date we don't even have a working title for the album mm and some of the songs don't even have like permanent titles you know so uh and um, this couple don't even have lyrics which we're, we're still very much in the process i mean it's it's moving along it's not like we're you know it's not like we're uh, you know just screwing around but we are you know you uh, know we're trying to we're trying to get to, uh we're just trying to get it done but we're not in a big rush because, like you said, obviously because of the way things are these days. Yeah, but you know, nobody's nobody's like the regular companies not judging us to go, oh, what's going to get done and all that stuff. So yeah, you know. But um, yeah, it's, it's it's moving along. I wouldn't say iceberg speed, but you know, it's we're taking our time <laughs> doing. You know, so, yeah, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I guess you know but uh yeah i think it's one of the best set of songs that you know because adam's the principal songwriter obviously uh-huh. you know because he's the original guy for, but um but cj has two two songs um music wise i got one song with lyrics hmm. but um uh yeah you know we're just kind of taking our time so it's uh you know, everybody's got things going on. And we usually do it on the weekends, but I'm happy I got my bass tracks finished finally up. Yeah. We tried a, a new thing for me personally. I, I love it because I used to have a new effect on my bass. Well, actually, you know, CJ's idea because CJ's the one recording. You know, CJ's, you know he, he's the he's recording. You know, we have the, we're, we're lucky we have the thing in our in our in our studio, so we don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars recording the album. Right? You know? Yeah, and um he put a like a a heavy metal pedal distortion pedal up on my bass, and it sounds amazing i'm loving it like you know it's not even anywhere near mixed down either so but from the raw things that i have i love the way it sounded you know so but yeah it's pretty much i hate to say i mean i i I don't want to i I want to give you as much info as possible but a lot of stuff is still kind of up in the air. Yeah, you know? we're yeah. moving along, but that's you good. know, it's it, yeah, that's good. But, uh, yeah, so like I said, we're, we're, we're uh, slow and steady right now. I would, like, I would put it.
0: Are you, you doing know? any covers or remakes, or is it all new songs?
2: No, you know what, man. I always, I always kind of push for like, you know, I always push for a cover song here there once in a while, but I don't know. Uh, we're not that type of band but I don't think what it's about it's, it's uh you know it's not a to- a thing that's not completely out of the question you know but I remember like you know Blood Feast original Blood Feast back in the day you know when I was in the band you know back in like the 80s mm-hmm. they used to do a cover of the Celtic Frost song into the Crypt of Rays mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was like a thing in the bio I was you know, <laughs> that kind of thing but um no nothing no covers right now you know but I would like to push for one, but. push for I would definitely like to do something that's almost not metal, you know, like a like a, a, a song that's not even like a metal song, really. But yeah, but that's you know that's for another time and
0: stuff
2: like that. Yeah, right. I love like Metallica and Slate and all those bands. I think like back in the nineties, you can see all all the metal bands put out like albums of my cover songs. You know, right. I'd love to do that, something right, like yeah. that. You know, so
1: what would your oh, no. choice be for a cover song?
2: You know, I would. I, I'm a New York guy, but you know, I'm a Jersey band. I like to say I'm, I'm a bastard son of New Jersey because I'm always there, but I don't live there. You yeah. <laughs> know, but I'm. But I'm like you know, 30 miles from the studio, but I'm like eight minutes away from Bayonne, New Jersey, from where I live in Staten Island. New oh, okay. York, so, so all my get, I like to say, you know, I'm in the band, I'm always in Jersey, but you know, I'm, I live in New York, but um. I always liked, like, I want want to do a couple of Misfits songs. I know it's kind of ripping off the Metallica thing, I guess, but, but, um, yeah, I would love to pick maybe, uh, some sort of, maybe a punk rock song or, a, you know, would definitely, uh, have to go through a catalog, but, you know, cause they're a Jersey band too, the Misfits song. Like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I like that kind of thing too, so, um. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I would like to. I wouldn't want to read you like an Iron Maiden song or a Judas Priest song. I don't. know I mean, it's you know, it's up to the, the band, obviously. But yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. I kind of suck at getting covers down anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm. I say I'm glad I'm lucky in the original band, you know, because I don't need covers a play. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so to, At least I don't have to go to the play to cover them. You know. Yeah. So yeah, have fun with that, but. So but yeah. So. So what if? Yeah. what if
1: Chris asked you if they, if you could cover a poison song. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, that's how like dirty little secret. Oh, Chris likes poison. Yeah. But, um, I, I get that. definitely wouldn't happen. <laughs> you have too many layers to get through. You got four more guys in the bed trying to get through with something like that. That would work. <laughs> but, um, you know, but, um, yeah, you know, I, I saw them, I saw them, like, in the mid-2000s. You know, I was doing secure. I think I was doing, secu- I, I was doing uh, event security, because I've done that, I've done merchandising, I go all, all through the music industry, one way or another, yeah. besides this being in the band. But I actually saw them at the PNCR Center in Hollingdale, uh, New Jersey, which is only 20 minutes from here. And... um. I gotta give it to those guys. They put on a great show. You know, I mean, back in the eighties, of course, I wouldn't dare even look at that. And, you know, oh yeah, they're good for what they do. No, no, Poison sucks. I hate them. You know? Yeah, but um, you know, you get a little older, you appreciate. It. But yeah, I think Chris would have to wait on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I know he loves Brett Michaels, so though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's
0: funny. Yeah. So did did you and Chris kind of join Bloodfeaster on the same time?
2: Well, I was playing with Adam Tranquility, the guitar player, and Adam Keese, the drummer. I met those guys in 2002. We had another band called With That End. Uh-huh. This is almost 20, almost 20 years now. But um, I had saw, I had seen, I had seen a friend at a show that I knew from California because I lived out there for three years, and he, we were at a Biohazard uh, show in, in New York City. This is about uh, 2001, I think. And he goes, "Hey man!" He goes, "Remember that band Blood Feast back in the '80s?" And I'd saw, I'd seen Blood Feast at the more in Brooklyn. If you remember that club, yeah, with Possessed and At War. Oh, nice! Back in '86. And uh, that's a long, that's a story in itself. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's that night's a story in itself. But uh, anyway, I go, "Yeah, yeah, I remember those guys. I saw them back in the day." He says, "Yeah, because Paul call plays looking for a bass player. He's got a new project going." On. And I'm like. Cool, give him my number. And I was playing with another band with the drummer, the original drummer from Biohazard. Oh, yeah? That's why I was at the Biohazard show that night, because, you know, you still knew the guys. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so I joined in... They reformed the band in 2007, Blood Feast, but I had been playing with Adam and Adam since 2002. And then right around 2010, he re re formed the blood Feast because it was 2007 they got with kevin it's a long story but then 2010 we got the offer to play germany and so it was me and adam this guy john and kevin the original drummer kevin kuzma and then we had another guy tony singing but those guys decided they want to get rid of him and we found chris through a mutual friend this girl crazy we knew from pennsylvania and she hooked us up with him so i was in the band for one show and then we got Chris like literally a month, I think, or two months before we went to Germany for the first time and played the Headbangers Open Air. Mm. So I got about a month or two months on Chris. So yeah, we joined around the same time. Yeah, That's awesome. Changed the lineup a little bit since then. But uh, yeah, me and Chris came at the same time. And it's funny because we played with Chris, a-, a band Chris was in called Dawn of Corrections. Mm-hmm. This is what we were still with Anna and then Adams, and we played this place in Pennsylvania called the Sterling Hotel. And um, you know, when you're playing, you really don't watch the other bands. You're doing your thing, you running around, you're doing what you do. But I remember seeing those guys. I remember seeing Chris on stage, and I thought, like, I was like, wow, that guy's pretty good. You know, I was, you know, kind of thinking, you know, I watched a few songs of them. But he was really good, he kind of stood out to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And little did I that was a, a couple of years, I guess, before, you know, Blood Feast, with him singing and me playing bass. So, it was funny, because I'm like, yeah, no, I had noticed him, actually, that's why I knew him, you know, it was even before we met him, you know, through the, the friend. So I was like, yeah. So I guess she was meant to be a blessing. So.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, I like yeah, that story.
2: So, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, I'm full of them, but yeah. So <laughs> 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 I'm full of a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. Aren't we all? Well, <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> what was your first band? My first band? I had a band. I was late 21, early 22, because it was hard for me to find anybody to play with on Staten Island, because... Because at that point, now that's what, 1985, 1986. It was real hard to find any kind of heavy bands on Staten Island, because I mean, it was like pretty boy bands, you know, but it was like, yeah. not pretty boy, but you know, everybody was like, you know, back then, you know, Motorhead wasn't exactly a popular band or right. Slayer or whatever, you know, I mean, there was a scene, but Staten Island was a little less. You know, that stuff kind of came a little later, I guess. But uh, I had a band called uh, Reign of Terror, Mm-hmm. And I was playing with these two guys I knew from high school, and I was already set to go to California. I went to that music school in Hollywood, the Bass Institute of Technology. Oh, nice! Oh, that's you know, cool. Musicians Institute. Yeah. yeah, but I had already been playing for about seven years because I started when I was at like fifteen. Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, my friend was going, "Dude, we should go to the school in Hollywood." And at that point, I wasn't doing anything. You know, I wasn't playing with anybody. So, like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So. We got signed up for the school, and then I met these guys, and they, they had a band going on, and they needed a bass player, so I came in. I like to say, you know, because they were like kind of directionless. They just, you know, and uh so that was the first band I was in. We had a, we had like three or four original songs that we did, like covers, like Agnostic Front song, you know, Exodus song, you uh, nice. know, we did like a Slayer song, like that, you know. but um. Yeah, I got to play two shows with those guys, and then I went to California. Awesome. So I kind of like you know, I kind of messed that up. Yeah. <laughs> I finally got to a band, and now I'm going away. So, <laughs> and I spent almost three years in L.A. So I came back. I left in '88. I came back in '90. So uh, yeah, that was my first band, which was great. I mean, I had another band that I played in my friend's basement from when I was like 15 until I was like maybe 17 or 18, mm. and then I kind of floated for a couple of years just to find anybody to play with. You know, but uh, that was my first real band that I actually got to play on stage,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know,
2: like in a real club, you know. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. So that was the Reign of Terror. Actually, I still see some of those guys. That's, That's cool. Those guys, are, those guys <laughs> were maniacs. Back in the day. You, know, you know, one guy was a few years younger than me, the other guy was a year older than me, but they lived in kind of a rough neighborhood of Staten Island. So, these guys were like warrants, you know, like insane maniacs, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so, it was, kind of, it was kind of cool playing with them because they had the attitude, they were like, you know, kind of rough dudes. Yeah. And, you know, we all played, you know, we wanted to play real heavy music. So, it sucks because I was there, I had it set up, and then I was like, okay, now one of us is going to go for me. You know, it so, sucks. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was my first <laughs> what? Proud of it, still proud of it today.
0: Who, yeah. who were uh, some of your influences early on as a bass player?
2: Well, everybody grew up with Kiss, right? Yeah, you know, I'm old enough now. When I was ten years old, like you know, Kiss Alive came out the first, you know, and that was like the first album that I bought. And um, you know, Kid Gene Simmons kind of had an influence—the fire on the blood, you know, yeah. the bat and all that stuff and um you know the bass looked cool because it was all like the string off thick but I just think I kind of gravitated towards the bass mm-hmm. but uh as a you know like like kiss but then you know kiss kind of fell away you know when you're at 13 unfortunately but um P away from UFO was a big influence on me you know as a bass player mm-hmm. Typical of course he's a brother from Black Sabbath you know uh like the who John and but you know I listen, I listen to some 60s rock stuff but I kind of came up on the hard rock stuff in the 70s. I realize now, like, most of my heroes were all British, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe not that there weren't good rock bands from the United States, but when I look back now, around that time, late 70s, early 80s, I was in my mid-teens, and I started playing the bass when I was 15, so... (laughs) All these bands, excuse me, all these bands kind of, you know, got like Mm -hmm. Judas Priest was... Mm -hmm. and I love Ian Hill because he was just such a great bumper, You know, he's just yeah. a great. But, but then, of course, along came this band called Iron Maiden. And I was like, I said, and I heard the first album and I was like, you know, to just started playing the bass. It was a few months in. And I was like, is that guy kind of like do that on the bass? You know, it was <laughs> yeah. the way he played was so yeah. intense. And yeah. I mean, even to the day, even now, I listen to Iron Maiden and I'll, wow, what a innovator! Like, what, what he did back then. He, yeah. You know, it's 40 something years, they were more, longer than that. They started in the 70s, but I mean, the first album came around 1980, so mm-hmm. when I first heard that, my whole world changed. Yeah. You know, and the you new know, metal stuff, and then, of course, the brass stuff came up, you know, so that was all a big influence on me, you know. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't a big glam guy. I wasn't like a big Dan Holland fan. But, you know, my stuff was. I look back now and I go. Most of my heroes were like British mm-hmm. metal guys. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You know, I love Darrell Smith. And, you know, I love all that you know, Kiss. But uh, it was something like the British stuff that really kind of you know, it's it's so And especially Steve Harris. You know, as far as when I first started playing, and then I heard that guy play the bass. I was like, oh wow, man, that's it. That's the end of all of that. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a big influence. New wave, British metal stuff. And all the early trash stuff. Mm. And then, you know, in between that, I, I started like a lot of. Well, even when I was a kid, I, I was, like punk, you know, I to Ramones and the Sex Pistols. And then later on, in the early 80s, all these kind of crossover type bands came up, you know, Two Sound Tennessees and Front. So that stuff was a big influence, too, because you couldn't be playing a heavy band like the band Rain of Terror. That was basically a crossover type, you know, hardcore. Metal band, kind of thing. Not metal core, I don't want to get that way. But, yeah. you know, it was more of a crossover because if you lived in the five boroughs of New York City and you played in the heavy band, it was always escaping the hardcore influence at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, early to mid 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was like, you know, like Carnivore, you know, yeah. Pete Steele, you know, like when the, the Carnivore came up. That's a perfect example. Even Nuclear Assault has like kind of a, a, a Yeah. You know, that mix.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: So and yeah, then a little later on, uh, I was like sick of it all. And, so I mean, I wasn't a huge hardcore kid, but those bands had a big influence on. Them, yeah, you know. So, but uh, yeah, so that's the kind of mold I come from. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, at this point now, hopefully, something shows out. You know, something positive shows out.
0: From, yeah, definitely. From
2: all that influence, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. But, um, and then meeting Adam tranquilly and Adam Kiefer. Uh, really, I finally, I finally found my place. You know, because that band I was playing with the guy from, uh, Biohazard. This guy, Anthony Mio, who was the original room for Biohazard. Mm-hmm. But, um, I played with him for a while, from, like, 96 until I met Adam. And we had, uh, with that end set up. And, um... Yeah, I finally found my place. And this I was in my mid-to-late 30s. I like, finally found the bed. somewhere You know, at like 20 years of playing. So, uh, yeah. It's been an interesting trip for me. Now, I'm, I'm lucky. I mean, I know not kids like any kind a of rock star status. But, you know, moving up. Always moving up in increments, you know. But, but this year, man, I think they just destroyed everybody. I know. Because yeah. we had such... You know, the last show we played, well, actually, the second to last show, was in Germany. We played the Truth Rash Fest Hamburg. Oh. A friend of ours from Germany, who got us out there to begin with, it back in 2005, I think, I can't remember. She borrowed the Truth Rash name from our friend in Japan, you know, the Truth Rash of Osaka. And she had us play, and it was us, Razor at War, Sacrifice. Uh this band Reverge in Japan and um this band Excuse from Finland. Like, younger dudes, real nice guys. Not that well known, I guess, in the scene, because they're younger dudes, but mm. that was a great show. We got a great and that was like the last second and then we played a show on Long Island, that's called Revolution. We had and that was the last gig we did, which was January twenty twenty. And then of course this plague hit. <laughs> And 2020 was going to be such a good year for us because we came back off such a high from the Germany show, and then we played in Long Island, like I said. It's called Revolution. It's a club called Revolution in Amityville, right down the block of the horror house, literally two blocks from the horror house—the real one, you know, the one in the movie. Yeah. yeah. And we would have had uh, Pestilence and Possessed. We would have been in March of 2020. Then finally the Maryland Death Fest. Yeah. Yes. We finally got that festival. I know. And it's not now we're not gonna do it until twenty twenty two. Yeah. And then in September it would have been the Rage of Army Dead in Six, which is our friend Ed Varsity. That's the festival he's been running for the last few years. And that's like bands at our level, you know, I think Gunslaughter was playing there. Some other bands I can't remember that. Um oh, the friends of ours uh, in California, Heretic, they were gonna play. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. And then back to Germany again. We would have done uh, the Truth Rash Fest again, Hamburg in November. So it was like twenty twenty. Even though we only had four shows coming up, there really would have been really good strategic shows for us.
1: Yeah, you absolutely. Know?
2: You know, and it's just killing us, a- you know. I mean it, there was nothing you could do. It's not like it's you know, we missed the gigs because they were a blizzard. Or one of us was sick, you know. It was the whole world.
1: Yeah, you know, I
2: know. The whole world's on high so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it kind of drives me crazy, but I can't get too nuts about it because what do you think?
1: Yeah, you can't do anything you know? about it.
2: Yeah, you literally cannot fight the world. Yeah. And that's what's going on right now. Yep. So. Yeah, but uh, hey, listen, hopefully... Uh, hopefully soon. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so like
2: said, okay i'm sorry no go ahead oh uh, i'm just saying we're not getting any other so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, let's get this let's get this thing over with you know mm-hmm. but um it's everybody's problem that's the thing, you know yeah yeah so but uh yeah uh, but if he's one door that's all i can say yeah 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 so um, <laughs>
1: um, what are your most memorable moments playing live
2: I got a couple of good ones
1: the bug um, jar in Rochester right that was like killer I, I, you know what I
2: love that stuff <laughs> that was such an awesome I lo- you know what I really like that place I know it was a tiny little place yeah. but I really dug that gig I had a great time with that you
1: know yeah that and was, was an awesome keep- show
2: and I was—I I, was Joe still in the band. Joe was still in the band at that point. Well, maybe not. I can't remember. Well, what year was that? Do you remember? Uh. Was it
1: 2018?
2: Is that 18 or 19? I wanted to yeah. say
1: 19, but time. Oh, didn't, didn't, what's didn't. time?
2: Yeah, Joe wasn't. It was Keith was, was, uh, uh, was playing drums. But I kept looking at behind him, like the doors right behind the drums. Oh, so, yeah. If Adam leaves, back to the front, he's going to roll right out to the sidewalk. <laughs> that, like, <laughs> that, like, that was my biggest fear. You know, yeah. Like, roll out into the street and stuff. <laughs> let me get camera Yeah, I, I can tell you some of my favorite show. And. We got a little place here in Staten Island called Mother Pugs. It's literally an old man bar, right? I mean, they don't even have a proper state. Then the stage maybe like four. <laughs> like the width of a two by four. But my friend Jeff, who's a singer for a band called Enrage, they're a local. they've done some stuff. They're, they're like a crossover type, hardcore metal band. They're a couple of years younger than me, but good buddies of mine, I know them for 30 years. And um, Jeff was fucking original Bands at this place. And the place is literally eight minutes from my house. You know? And um, that was in 20... I think it was like January 30th, 27. Oh, no, excuse me. December 30th, 27th. It was the day before Christmas Eve. I mean, uh, uh, New Year's Eve. Excuse me. Mm. And he called me up. He goes, December 11th to December 30th. December 30th, let's do it. I didn't even call anybody. I just told them. My friends are going, ah, oh, you, you booked the show the day before what's wrong with you but the thing was it's on staten island i'm the new york i'm the only new york guy i wanted to do a hometown gig, you know and i didn't give me i didn't care where i played so but this place was good because agnostic front played there with uh, sick of it all just recently like like my friend has gotten some decent bands in there like and it's just like i said it's like a little old man bar you know but he's turned into like a pretty cool little venue yeah you know, even though we're all playing on the floor it's still so that was one of my favorite dates and of course it packed out because it was like 120 people in there you know but uh but i went there early to set up the merch and jeff is behind the bar because he's also the bartender as well he's booking the show and he's also playing with his band in rage and they're looking at, he's looking at me i'm going wow everybody's trying to file in you know and um you know, all my friends my age they weren't coming. you know, uh, you, know. <laughs> you know like somebody even called me hey man really sorry to the show I said yeah 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 save it save it whatever uh-huh. thank you you know but um yeah i think that was a great show i had just i just loved it because it was a it was my hometown gig but there's so many the first time we played headbangers open air
3: mm-hmm.
2: in um 2010 2010 was the first Headbangers open there that was like you know that was a, a, a bona fide European metal festival. Oh yeah, you know, and it wasn't just thrash bands; it was all different types of bands. It's a great festival. Like, it's a small little. It only holds like twenty five hundred people. It's like this guy's property in the middle of the woods, north of Hamber. Wow. You know, he's got like all this cool stuff set up. Just, they even have like a a, a bakery, like an uh, like an oven, an out- outdoor oven. They br- they bake fresh bread there and stuff. They have like a <laughs> A big complex. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. Everybody gets to like camp for free, you know. And um, the first time we played that, that was big for me because you know the place is packed and you know we they were there for blood feasts. You know they really wanted to see, they wanted to see blood Feast. So to get that kind of response. After all these years of doing it, you know I've I played some different uh, some. Some decent shows, but that was something great. Like it was awesome. But, but also the Nevada had with Adam and Adam with Adam the three piece, We somehow stumbled onto this gig. They have this Woodstock festival they do in Poland. It's right on the border. the first time I went to Europe. That was in two thousand five. That's why I got my um, dates mixed up. Mm. In uh, still so July two thousand five. Three hundred and fifty thousand people holy and shit. cow and it's the biggest open war festival in, in europe wow but it's in of all places it's in it's in it's in poland yeah it's right on the river next to germany it's about two and a half hours east of berlin and we were had friends of ours that we knew these guys that were some were polish guys and some of them were actually from poland and uh, it's a band called ragged we were good friends of ours because we, we rehearsed in the same studio and they hooked us up with the guy who was like a big wake in this. It's kind of a charity organization and I can't remember the name of it right now. But yeah, we walk on the stage, like third to the headline, fourth, fourth to the headline, 350,000 people. All right, it was dark because it was nighttime, so we can only see about 60,000 people. You know, but <laughs> but it, that was insane. That yeah. was uh, probably you know, I'm on the stage, was 30 feet high, so it was kind of weird because it was so big. You know, you felt kind of detached. But it wasn't very intimate. You know, this like this TV cameras flying over our heads on booms, and boom, so they got them on these carts in the middle of the stage going back and forth. And the thing is, they um they they put this thing out all over Poland, so. Basically, we played in front of eight people. Wow! You know, because they put it on TV. Remember what they did with our, polling, with our Woodstock? They put it on TV. Yeah. You know, Ninety-four Woodstock. Yep. Yep. Same thing. They didn't call but they do it every year. So the three hundred fifty thousand people plus TV and radio. You know, and it was funny. We did two other dates, and we went to uh, uh, the Baltic Sea up to the desk I think it was called at one time. Yeah. And then we went to this other town. I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name. It was like Central <laughs> Poland. Uh, Bugdusz. I think something like that. I got that close to it. But we just did two other small games, which I enjoyed more because, you know, the people like right there in front of us. But don't get me wrong. 350,000 people. I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But uh, the funny thing was when we came back, we had to get a ride over from the Polish side over to Germany to meet people to drive well they were driving us to the airport from poland to 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 berlin and we're coming over the bridge and you got like the, the border guards there and they have like the green uniforms with the applets on their shoulders kind of you know like that kind of you know kind of communist looking you know kind of guard mm. you know it's, it's not that yeah you know? <laughs> and um the driver says to the guards you know checking our IDs checking our passports they go, oh, yeah, these guys played the festival, you know, three days ago. And then the guard goes, yeah, yeah, I saw them on TV. I was like, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's one of my, just because of the spectacle of it all. You know, the stages, the size of my building that I live in, you know, since it's just so huge mm. lights yeah. and, you know, the whole thing. So, yeah. That's about three really good ones. There's so many more. Lima Peru was amazing. We had a great time down there. We got to go down there one time. <laughs> Chris almost got dragged over the kid. That's a little story in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> he because like, he likes to <laughs> talk top of the audience because he Yeah, he's got as far as like the barricade. You know, you have to like, the step on the barricade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got up and then the people just grabbed him. One guy grabbed his hat. <laughs> and he was like, and you know, they're like, he looks like us with terror. I mean, he's down like twenty feet away from us. He's like, we're on the stage, and he, he just likes to jump into the audience, you know. <laughs> and uh, but he didn't get that far. He just got as far as the, the barricade, and then some security guard had to like save him, literally, you know. So, wow. but that was funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the Japan. We played Japan twice. That was awesome. Oh, I went down on the stage. I wasn't drunk i had a couple of beers but i was not drunk <laughs> but i remember this, this is the second time we were there and i'm doing my best deep <laughs> high and, you know, and i'm gonna put my foot up on the, the monitor that kind of thing you know <laughs> and um i go to step back from the monitor and my foot gets caught and like i i wasn't like i said i wasn't drunk <laughs> but my foot got caught up and i went right down my back uh-huh. Like I went down like live, In the middle of the show
3: wow. Totally in the
2: middle of the show <laughs> And so I kind of went down Like in stages I went down like You know To my ass And then to my back <laughs> You know And I it on my side Didn't miss though. Nice And uh, the only one I saw Was Chris <laughs> <laughs> So he picked me up You know He was the one who picked me up Because everybody else Is basically doing that thing Well uh, Adam You know Playing the drum song. Of course Adam He was playing drums <laughs> But um The next day I had a black and blue from my hip all the way down to my thigh like the, like <laughs> to my knee on my on the side of my right side of my leg and uh, and Paul from at war because they played this like, that show and you know in Japan you know you go to restaurants you know, and like you to sit on the floor but there's a space under the table your feet can go, so you don't have to sit like you know Indian cross-legged style mm. but you can you know put but now I'm trying to sit down on the floor you know <laughs> and, and, so, and I, I couldn't even move and, and paul's looking at me laughing because he knew you know i told him the story but he also saw me fall so. <laughs> but uh yeah stuff like that you know keeps us human you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah i don't uh, you know i, I had fun with it you know i just uh, you know i'm not too worried about you know, I'm not too worried about it. I'm just not that I want to look like a fool, but you know but I, I, you know, it is? I, I can see it on the people's faces when we play shows. But well, we're having a good time, they have a good time. Yeah, you know, you can right. see it. You can see them smiling at you, you know. Yeah. You, you can tell. We've been doing this a long time. Like you can tell an audience doesn't want to have anything to do with you. Or that they're loving. It. You know, so, so luckily we've been through the whole loving thing. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, so I am happy with that. Yeah, that said, yeah, that's so many, just, just hanging out with the band, the other bands. There's a lot of those bands I looked up to when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, like in the 80s. Well, I mean, they're not much younger or older than me, but the thing is, you know, I wasn't doing anything back then. So now these bands that I look up to, these underground style bands, now I'm playing with them. Mm-hmm. So they're my peers now, you know? So, mm-hmm. so uh, for instance, like the drummer from uh, Sacrifice, we were friends on Facebook for a while. Yeah. And we finally got to play with them in Japan I walk into the hotel lobby, and there's a drummer from Sacrifice going, Yo, Lorenzo, the Reds yo not get over here. And I'm like, this is too cool. i you know, yeah. love like, this stuff, you know. <laughs> so it's that kind of thing. The guy from high racks, you know, Lance, the ball especially such a good dude. You know, and these are these are you know, these are bands that have like legendary you know underground status yeah you know? yeah you know so to me that makes me feel really good yeah i love that kind of stuff for me it's, it's it's a lot about the relationships
0: yeah i think that really shows um i was gonna say y- you have like a a pretty um consistent online presence and you're you're always posting pictures and it it looks like you're always having a great time
2: yeah 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 that's really cool well, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know not the You stay on the room so you know i gotta show up i gotta let them know i'm having a good time so, but, but yeah i mean for me i'm on you know you know when like all that myspace stuff came out years ago i didn't know i didn't have a computer at that point so I, and I everybody's like oh you got to get on myspace make your phone you make your band famous and, yeah. you know all that stuff and yeah. you're like when Facebook came around, I got on Facebook kind of late too. I was already in the band with Adam and Adam in 2002, mm-hmm. and when Bloodfeast reformed for the third time, said you know, and I was coming as the bass player. I wasn't even on Facebook at that point. Then a friend of mine finally got a phone he got a Blackberry. Everybody moved on to like the touch screen phone, or the, the smartphone, yeah. I, I, I just got the Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, only, I'm only one step behind that. But you know, I had access to Facebook and all that. And my friend's like, dude, come on to my house. We'll get, you, we'll get you on the Facebook thing. <laughs> so when I got on Facebook, it kind of, you know, because it was so easy to use, it's pretty easy user friendly. You know? Yeah. And, um, and I just, I just took to it. And I'm like, yeah, man, I mean, let's get this thing going already. I'm already in my forties. Let's get this thing happening. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, yeah, I have a great time with that. And, uh, I've made a lot of friends online and a lot of gigs from Facebook, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have a good talk uh, you know, a great time with that, you know? So, especially now because we're all sitting home doing nothing. Right. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, a lot. Of, I, I put up a lot of memories lately because we haven't been able to take any new pictures. I know. So,
1: you know.
2: We haven't done any new shows, but so yeah. I just did my first 3D picture the other day. By the way, so oh, keep, keep a look out for that.
1: Fancy.
0: <laughs> I think I was it with you with the you playing with the. I, I think I saw that.
1: Yeah,
2: it, yeah. It's, it's from. uh it's Headbang Open Air 2017, so it's the second time we went, they mm-hmm. think. Yeah, that's cool. We I mean, went out there with Attacker of uh, fellow New Jersey band attacker those guys mm-hmm. but I uh, think the guy got the greatest shot ever because he got me like bending my note on the 12th fret of the <laughs> E string yeah. you know because I, I I like to bend notes on the bass like I remember when I went to the music school was I was doing that and we take like take a run around the class before the class started mm-hmm. some bass player goes to me hey you're not supposed to bend your notes on the bass I go I do, you know, so, you know. You know, when I'm playing live, I like to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a little effect. But the guy got the perfect picture of like, me painting the note. So I was like, "That's a great shot." Just took of all my memories. So I, I put it up the other day. Yeah, but uh yeah, and I'm, as you can tell, I'm the one with the big mouth. So you know, I get to do all the interviews because <laughs> 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 you know, Adam, Adam's like. Uh, I, Adam, you know, Adam can talk and do his thing, but he's like, you know, you know, he's, he's the, the band leader and, you know, he, he writes the music and stuff. So mm. he calls me, he goes, I love Tom Tom's my secret weapon. So I tell him, <laughs> I go, hey, dude, some, do one of these, uh, you know, Grim Dystopian wants me to do a I thing. Okay, Tom, no fun.
3: <laughs> you know, so nobody, you
2: know. Yeah, but um, it's usually me and Chris. Or the guys that kind of you know get out you know the most vocal I guess out of the band,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know. So we're more like the PR team, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, and then you know we play the gigs, so I'm always slapping the backs and stuff. But uh, but uh, yeah, so just so we had. Again, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just saying, I was thrilled that you guys wanted to do one with me. I was, as uh, I said, like so. oh, oh absolutely, we're, we're on I, it. I mean, honestly, I enjoy, I love the show, and you know what, I hate listening. Well, not that it will be had me on for very long, you know, the voice clip there, but, but I hate listening to my own interviews. Like I don't like watching myself on video, and all this interviews. And I finally listened to a whole interview I done with one of your guys from up there in Rockchester, John. Okay? John, oh, Verno, oh, Verno. yeah. And I finally listened to the whole interview, like, you know. And I'm like, all right, and, you know, the accent's coming through, or whatever. But oh, that's a good I interview. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought you guys did a great job with the, uh, the new VWAP episode with those two so Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that you. was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So I enjoyed that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, and I'm honored that you asked me to do a little voice. So. Well, no, thank you. You. Yeah. thank you. Yes. Thank you.
1: All right, let's take a break and listen to another song off of the chopped, sliced, and diced EP. We're going to hear a song
0: that is not about pizza, or is it? <laughs> We're going to hear By the Slice, live from Osaka.
4: Ah, uh, keep it going. Come on, love. THIS ONE'S CALLED BY THE SLIDE
0: So, we have a, a listener question, and, and we're not going to say who this is from, <laughs> but okay. but they want to know about Drunk Tom at Starbucks in Peru.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Here, here's, here's the spot.
0: You don't know who I asked this, I wasn't drunk. Right?
2: I wasn't drunk. This is like the last day we were leaving. You know, we were leaving. Okay. All right. We're going home now. All right. now I finally made it. We're out there before go for a week. We went and played the show And you know We had our drinking and stuff And those other things involved Because we were South American I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. But I finally got to do something In South America I was supposed to do It's my do it now. Yeah <laughs> 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 But um They chew the leaf When it gets too high elevation. Anyway, oh okay. God. So we partied All that stuff We did the party And it was great The last day we're there We're going to, and, and you know Where we were We were in Cusco which was the capital city. We went to Cusco because we went to Machu Picchu. Mm. So from Lima, where we played the gig, we flew to Cusco. We went to Machu Picchu. You know, the, the site, the U.S. still the site. You know, the, 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 you know, those old buildings that they Yeah. So well, the last day we were there. Now, Cusco was at 12000 So now I'm a smoker, too, unfortunately. Mm. And you get this thing, what they call altitude, yeah, where you get short of breath and stuff like that. So we were there and we were meeting the guy who brought us out there. And he also flew us out there because he worked for the uh, travelers. So you know, us in on. So me and Chris were in the square, you know, and there's riots going on not in the city, but it was all right. It's a like protest going on. There were soldiers around. Like that, and that's a whole other story. I mean, whole other stories. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Chris goes, "Oh wow, this is Starbucks." I'm Like, yeah, I can use it So I can use <laughs> You know, because it's our last day. We want to be funny, and then go go fly back to Lima, and then from Lima to Atlanta, and Atlanta back to New York. So we get into Starbucks. Chris gets his coffee. Now they tell you, do not drink the water out of the top. Yes. Do not drink ice. Don't drink. Don't eat salad because they they clean the salads with the water. Mm-hmm. Now these green ghosts, You know you're not supposed to drink their water. Down there. What happens? I go up to the counter. <laughs> oh yeah, I like the mocha. Whatever the thing is. Would you like that ice? So I go. You know what? I haven't had anything cold in a week. Yeah, sure. Give me any ice. Mm-hmm. I was even thinking. I'm thinking Starbucks, you know, it's American. It's like an embassy. It's American soil. Or something. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> dumbass that I am, I get the I get the ice. I get the ice coffee, and um, we get back to Lima, you know, because we, you know, we fly out of the coast you know, We fly to Lima, and um, I'm going. Mm, I don't feel so well. <laughs> and, like, and then I realize I go, dumbass. Ugh. Yeah, there's a couple trips to the bathroom. <laughs> and then and then we got on the plane to go to Atlanta. There's a couple trips to the bathroom on the plane. <laughs> and then we got to Atlanta. They they checked my luggage. You know, they, of course I'm walking off the plane, the guy's got my passport. Puts it, showing it to me. I'm in the blue envelope. Uh, I gotta go in the room now and get stuff checked. And that's a whole other story. I just saw it all over the stories. So, <laughs> Let's yeah. just, just, it's just tie it up with a nice little bow. I got home finally. I got home on a Wednesday. I wasn't right till the next Wednesday. Wow. So, oh, wow. That was a, so I wasn't drunk, but my body had gone through some, yeah. uh, some things. Yeah. <laughs> but we had a great time there and um the drinking thing was awesome i just had a good time we had a we had a you know we did like a meeting the night before the festival and um yeah i got drunk but there was no starbucks on, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know, but uh yeah so we think kind of got a little mixed stuff i guess but there was no drunkenness on the way home so but there was starbucks with uh with ice made from the uh, top one so
1: yeah that was nice
2: yeah yeah so <laughs> I wear like a badge of honor. I don't care. I got the <laughs> I tell everybody that story. I don't care. <laughs> it's fun. People laugh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but we have a good time. I think we do. Awesome. And then we got robbed this year. Yeah, you know, that's the whole. Yeah. I don't want to keep complaining. But it's time I to know. Black hole. So. But um. Yeah, I did. Well, including yours. I think I did two. Two other interviews, this year. I think two of them. I know I did one with John, and then I think I did another one with somebody else. And then we did, like, a streaming thing out in Long Island with a band from out there, a band called the uh, Telecom Woman, Friends of ours, from out there.
1: Oh, okay. So we got to do
2: one of those video sheet things, one of those videos.
1: Yeah.
2: And it went pretty well. Yeah. You know? So at least we keep it ourselves out Yeah. Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Damn, Chris is getting different. It's not a <laughs> you know uh, with the with she's a position, he, he did two or three shows with those guys <laughs> I know one in Delaware and, you know down, down around where you guys are down, down, like the Philadelphia oh yeah yeah yeah
1: so Tom what was the <laughs> first metal album you've ever bought you've ever bought well <laughs> yeah I want to say
2: my you know I want to say my first album my first real Rock album, or like Kiss, you know, I think I kiss, kissed uh, Kiss Alive and Kiss Love. Done. So, actually, I was a little older than 10 when I got my first real rock album, yeah. But, um, I would want to say, I want to say the first real metal album because, you know, I mean, uh, this is Scorpions and ACDC, and, you know, Aerosmith, and you know, but I want to say when I bought Unleashed in the East. Mm. Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's the first metal album I bought. Because nice. you know, I mean, you know, band are considered heavy metal, but yeah. Judas Priest was the epitome yeah. of heavy metal at that point. Definitely. Yeah. You know? And I remember, like, you know, I remember as a kid, I had a kiss K-shirt and I met some other kids that were on Judas Priest shirts. And they were like, "Huh, oh, kiss, huh? You know, at this point, now, you know, it wasn't cool if you were over 12 and you listening to kiss, It wasn't cool. <laughs> you know, at that point, so and I was like, and I was like, yeah, Kiss is great. like, you should listen to this priest. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I remember I went to the record store and I saw the Unleashed in the East album.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and that came out like '79, so it was older than that. So, and I was like, and I bought it, and it blew me away. Yeah, it just you know, that t- took me to a whole. I mean, that's the epitome of like, you know. The British
0: heavy yeah. you metal, know?
2: yeah, and then like I said, I mean, it came in, and it was already a UFO fan, and, you know. So, but yeah, I would like to say that was the first true metal album just because you know, you know, you never saw a band really wearing all that leather and stuff like until you see that album cover, you know. So, but um, yeah, yeah, that, you know. not the other stuff wasn't metal, but you know, like, you know, what I'm saying. yeah.
0: yeah. That yeah. the album still holds up today. I think oh, the, I, I still listen to it. Yeah, it's great. This yeah. the, the production isn't isn't the best, but that's part of the charm to it, I think.
2: Well, you know? th- that was the thing, like, you know, late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. everybody and their mother put out a live album. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like bands from the seventies. You know, Kiss I think started that whole thing. It wasn't for Kiss Alive, KISS was blasted. Mm-hmm. I don't think they would have made it to seven. Yeah. So, you know, Kiss Alive 2, Judas Priest, um, Aerosmith put a live album out, ACDC put a live album out. I mean, everybody did between like 75 and like 80, early 80s, everybody put a live album out. Ted Nugent, Motorhead, everybody put a live album out. It was like the greatest hits. And the thing was, oh, the UFO, Strangers they're like the greatest live album ever, so was on. Mm. But the thing was, that was the thing. Those albums were kind of tampered with. You know they they kind of stuck some stuff yeah you know that's the thing i think you know so yeah. it made it a little more heavier and a little more fast and just a little more you know live sounding from the live you know from the recorded versions of songs so but uh, again yeah, it was kind of like one of these hits, but like, oh, geez, great. But uh, you yeah know?
0: yeah and, you
2: know, at that point now i am still discovering all these bands because i'm in my you know tweens early teens so I'm kinda like, you know, discovering these bands all through their live records. Right. You know, which made it more exciting. Honestly. Mm-hmm. You know? But yeah, the production was like probably bad and they had to fix it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh yeah. But that's it. it I'm kinda glad to have been in that kind of yeah point in my you know, my my life where I got to experience that kind of stuff.
0: What do you yeah. think of the recent UFO with Vinnie Moore playing guitar? Have you heard of that?
2: I've, I've seen... I've seen that. I want to say... I want to say twice. Mm-hmm. I saw them the last time they came through. And... Did I see them? Yeah, I saw them twice. And I saw them a few years ago. Oh, no, no, Vinnie Moore's amazing. Yeah. It, it turns out, Michael Shack is like. he's Mm. Literally. I mean, you know, I mean, P. Way, like I said, I just finished reading his book. Mm. Jesus, that guy did so many <laughs> Oh, my God. Read that book. It's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> Michael Shank is my favorite guitar player, so I'm a little biased. But yeah. I actually did more like, music school I went to in California. Yeah. This is in like, 1988, 89. Didn't he, he came to the school. He was just a you know, young dude at that yeah. point. He didn't even have a band. He had like a backup bass Drum track behind,
3: hmm.
2: and he just went on the stage, and he was one of those first guys doing that sweet, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like he's he's kind of moving his pick over the strings, and right. he's moving his fingers, left fingers, right left hand fingers, so fast, you know, right. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's a perfect, like, he's a perfect uh, thing. But, but if you read Piedway's book, they went through so many guitar players, too. I mean, you know, I mean Sherco wasn't even the first guy playing guitar that band. It was just that, that was the classic era from 73 to 78. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the classic UFO era. But, uh, yeah, Vinnie Moore is a perfect fit for them. You know, he does a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. They enjoy, I enjoyed seeing him live. Yeah. I wish I would have seen him with Billy Sheehan. That would have been something.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Um. I think we've seen <sighs> Billy once. Yeah, we saw Billy Sheehan with, once. With Talos, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, no, yeah, I saw, I saw Talos back in the day. Yeah.
0: yeah. He
2: used yeah. to play a little more like once a month. Yeah. He used to come down from uh, he's Buffalo. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I met him at the school. Actually. I met him at the He did like a little... Um, you know, uh, uh, like a little private class thing, like, got, like 10 guys at a time into the room, with him, you know, at this point, he, I think he was just finished playing with David Lee Roth at that point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. I'm yeah, old guy, you know, but, um, uh, people, I'm like, I was, I, I watched a video and I was telling him, I said, dude, I see you with more in Brooklyn back in the, uh, you know, mid like early mid 80s Mm-hmm. You know and i said yeah i remember seeing you do one thing you know because you against get that crazy technique and do all this crazy stuff with the two-handed stuff yeah yeah you know something that's beyond me like you know i mean it's it's cool and stuff to watch but you know i'm more of a you know i'm a solid kind of thump not thumper i try to be a little more like steve harris but you know mm-hmm. but uh, he's just you know, he's like acrobatics and all that stuff it's great <laughs> but um no to ask him questions about what he did on the, you know, have to play that kind of style. And then other guys are rooting there by going, Hey, who was I to play with David Roth? And I'm like, dude, Do uh, come down and ask yeah. him about how to play the bass and not, you know, was right. he playing with David Roth? Kind of <laughs> yeah, he's really cool. Nice guy.
1: He seemed like know. a nice guy. He yeah. puts yeah. out yeah, like a good vibe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you know, I got to meet him that one time, but I've heard from people over there just like how super nice he really is. You know, he's just like a very, very affable and very uh, attainable, you know, person. You know, so you know yeah. him, you can talk to him and just kind of ask him any questions. You know, so that was cool. So I'm glad, I'm glad, to, I'm glad I got to meet him. I met him a few times, actually, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, remember me, of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a good time with it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Can you tell us about Doom Oath and if that band is current? Who? doom oath i'm sorry
2: oh no, no, no. know about that sucks. that was a thing that um me and uh, my friend daryl creel mm-hmm. a friend of mine from pennsylvania mm-hmm. um he started this. He wanted to do this doom kind of thing. And I love that stuff. You know, I mean, it's, it's either real fast or real slow. Yeah. You, know what I mean? I, you know I I love it because I was like, I took one of my, um, I took my my Gibson, my te- nineteen eighty four Gibson Explorer bass and ruined the neck by putting like heavy bass strings on it. We <laughs> went down to like ridiculously. Like, you know, where like, you know, the, the back of your teeth around, you know, like, you know, <laughs> and I had to use like, you know, bridge table strings, you know, like, 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 I strung my bass up from like the Marisano bridge. You know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we were tuned ridiculously low, like the low string was like a B or something like that. So uh-huh. like that. And I couldn't even find strings on Staten Island because yeah, you had to use a heavy set string of strings to get that kind of low tuning. And um, it was just a cool little dual project that we had. And me, Daryl, and we had this guy, uh, the drummer? Mike, from this band called Sacrificial Blood. those guys? They're a Jersey band. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it was the three of us, and we used to meet up in Philadelphia like once or twice a month. Because Philadelphia's only like an hour and, 15, hour and a half to make cops. Yeah. And Daryl lives out in the middle of nowhere. Like, he's out near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So we both have, like, a two-hour drive. And then the guy, Mike, he lived in South Germany, so he's a little closer. But uh, we would meet up once in a while. I think that thing lasted about maybe total. We did it for, like, maybe a little less than a year, maybe almost a year. And uh, I can't remember when we did it. I think it was like 2013 or 2014. I, I might have my dates wrong. I always do. But, um... It was a lot of fun. I loved it. Daryl wrote some great stuff, but it's ridiculous because like, we only had like three songs. Mm-hmm. And each song was like literally like 10 to 15 minutes long. <laughs> so we only needed one more song we had a full set. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, we had a friend, uh, Sonny Zacchio, who was from South Jersey too. And he came in as he was doing all this. Mm-hmm. And he was doing more kind of singing vocals like you know like stuff. Like death metal kind of vocals and um it was a lot of fun you know more like a d.o kind of sound d.o kind of vocals but um yeah i like that band but the geography got in the way it was just we just too far from each other yeah you know so but uh but um i you know i actually talked to down a little too long ago and I'm kind of like, dude, I'd love to do that thing because he basically records all the stuff himself. He does the guitar and bass, and he programs the drum machine.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: he would send me the he would send me the tracks on like an email or something like that. And I would listen to it on, and whatever I couldn't on, on my own, and just you know work with him on. But uh, that was a lot of fun, and I wish we could have done something with that, you know, because um, it was coming along pretty good, but yeah. it would just kind of. You know unfortunately like most things uh, you know you have high hopes for something and it's not like you know anything, anything bad got the way it was just kind of like uh, being able to get together more often yeah you know but uh, but we had about three or four songs kind of pretty much down you know so
0: i um uh, i think i checked out the demo um when we were preparing yeah, it's cool, for this I that.
2: It, yeah, it, that's it, cool, and then he had sunny sing on it mm. That's cool like, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll still, I enjoyed that. And I don't even know if I have a I, I have to have a Yeah. I did really enjoy that. I really did. You know? It's funny uh Tony Botero from Whiplash. Mm hmm he was like he was dude if i wasn't doing this stuff with whiplash i'd always really love to do like a doom battle band uh-huh. you know so i'm like yeah i should have tried to talk to him i doing it too you know so that yeah. would be cool yeah that's all he played with us doing that stuff yeah but um yeah for me it's the extreme you know it's either you know super lightning right. or really slow dirty stuff you know? right you know because but uh it was it was fun and like i said it was so heavy because we tuned where it's this the tuning was like the low string was one and a half half steps i think one and a half steps down from the rest of the strings <laughs> which was like a sharp or something like that and then yeah you know i mean if you're a musician you would but uh, then the other strings were down all tuned together but came down like three i think Great steps from regular tuning or something like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in room your but, neck? um yeah it was ridiculous <laughs> it was just like you know like, like the back of my teeth would rattle but uh we had a lot of good fun with that and we used to go rehearse at this place in philadelphia it's like the biggest studio it was like an old warehouse like four or five stories and they just had little you know cubicle kind of you know studio rooms yeah set up and there was no heat she go down in the middle of the winter, and it was freezing in the room. Mm-hmm. They had like a like a had like a uh, cargo elevator. You know, you have to uh, bring your equipment in. And of course, it was in like one of the loveliest neighborhoods in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh my god, it was just terrible. Like if you would have went like a block in either direction, you definitely would have been in trouble. <laughs> so yeah, but um yeah, it was fun. I had a good time with that. I really did. Yeah. So maybe one day me and Daryl will relight it. And see how it works. So,
0: what interest do you have outside of music?
2: You know what? Not much. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, I, one of my, my steady job was I was working for a merchandise company. I used to work. I used to do Metallica's tour merchandise. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, Paul McCartney's. Uh, that was a gift that fell into my lap. You know, I was making pretty decent money, and I was working in a warehouse in Patterson, New Jersey, which is about 35 miles from there. But I was making good money, um, and... It, like I said, it just kinda of fell into my lap. This and um so that was the one thing. And I was like, it was real flexible because my boss you know, was in the music industry. So I tell him, Hey dude, listen, I'm going to Germany for a week. He said, Okay, see you when you get back.
1: That's awesome. You know, yeah, that's a regular, cool.
2: yeah, regular regular job would have been where, where are you going? I go, I'm going to Germany to play a show No you're not. Right. You know, you know, <laughs> it's the music industry. So you know, and I was the only guy that did the tour stuff for this company. But um, man, I busted my ass a lot. But I, you know, I, it was a lot of stuff that went on the warehouse. But it was frustrating. But I knew what I was doing. Yeah. You know, and I was, you know, was good at it. So that was that. And then and everything else I do, have something on. I do concerts and stuff. But um, uh, you know, what do you say? Um, I went fishing this past summer. I thought was pretty cool. And I never did that. Before. You know, <laughs> we went out to uh, we went out from Montauk down uh, east of Island. We went out, to, uh, went fishing uh, over near Block Island. Uh-huh. You know, I never did that. I went camping again for the first time since I was a kid this past summer. So, you know, I do stuff like that with my friends, uh, friends. We're shooting guns and, you know, I was like, okay, great. Let me talk tear my arm with a shotgun, you know. So. <laughs> but, uh, we, we, and, yeah, I got friends who do other things. I mean, you know, they're all you know, into music, too. But, uh, but um, but yeah, this year I kind of did some normal people thing, you know. With, you know but we did rafting one day that kind of thing up on uh the uh you know and we had so yeah so i think that's uh, so now i'm locked into that because i just bought a tank to the bed, so now i have to do it again <laughs> yeah. I my money out of, you know, spending the money on the equipment right yeah. <laughs> but uh, um yeah you know go out dinner have some drinks I and mean, again you know, I mean most of my things are with the music but uh you know I do some other stuff too so just kind of well like I said this year, this, you know stay at home it wasn't like I'm terrified of uh, the, the plague but it was just kind of like uh, well you know I didn't really see a lot of people because I know some people are just, just absolutely horrified. right they won't even, you know they won't even look out the window yeah, right. me i'm like you know i gotta go to cbs i'm going to cbs right. right but um you know what i want to say you know it's funny because uh you know adam my guitar player you know uh he lives out in jersey and i was gonna I was hanging out with him in the summertime and uh, he has a couple mountain bikes you uh, know so i'd go to his house we'd hang out come on tom let's ride the bikes because he said in a nice town you know you can ride bikes I'm like, dude, I haven't ridden a bike since I was like 12. <laughs> 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 it was no, no, come on, man. Let's, let's ride. Come on. Let's, let's spin, around the, spin around the town. And we got on the bike. I'm like, this ain't bad. All right, cool. I can handle this. So I think, you know, when I get a sense to because now they, you can't even find the bicycle these days. Oh, Anyways, yeah. I yeah. I know. So I, there's, a, there's a good bike shop down the road here from me. It's down on. And I'm going, yeah, I think I want to go out and buy some bicycle. And uh, maybe do some of that. So now I'm getting back into you know, my old age, I'm starting to get into the uh, you know, the normal person thing, you know. So Oh my god, nice thing you I'm gonna get married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should get a, a penny penny farthing bicycle.
2: Yes. <laughs> right, right. Just, yeah. I'll get <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, one with a big, gigantic wheel. Right. Like, yeah, some, some crazy. Stuff, right? <laughs> but, yeah, so I guess I'm kind of like, you know, settling into some normal stuff. You know, mm. I like to watch movies and stuff like that. I've just been watching that episode of the uh, the new Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's pretty good. Mm. Mm-hmm. It. I like that stuff. But uh, um, yeah. I have I've I've a few inches outside of me. But uh, yeah. Just trying to live. Uh, just trying to get uh, you know, get from one day to the next. Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tom, we're really looking forward to the new Blood Feast. Me too. <laughs> and we we're gonna see you guys at.
1: No, we are going to no, see no. them.
0: No, at, no. At Maryland Death Fest 2020. We we did oh, have yeah, plans. Absolutely, please. We had yeah. plans to see you guys there, but. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. 2022, you're going to be there and we'll be there. and.
2: Yeah, well, that's what they say. You know, and the thing is, At war got us hooked up. With Ho- that, so hopefully, we can meet up and have a drink. Night. Yeah. Yeah, you guys need to put of yourselves up on your page because I don't even you, know what you look like. So. <laughs> that's part of the mystery. <laughs> yeah, like, well, maybe I put too many pictures up on page, you know, so no, that's I a bad thing too. Cool. No, yours is great. You know, so. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you. No, it does. It's <laughs> <laughs> certain angles you got to hit, so you can't hit that ball spot. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> yeah but a uh, 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 pleasure talking to you guys really i i knew i was gonna have a lot of fun with this so yeah you too that's Tom. awesome yeah yeah i have a good time
3: yeah,
2: yeah thank I you i love upstate new york maybe i'll come up there one day just to bug you it's just elizabeth schenectady so i wouldn't be too you. Well, oh <laughs> awesome yeah let us know yeah. if you come up we'd love to hang out absolutely and I, like i said the bug shot that was awesome yeah that was a great gig i really liked that, that and then i John showing up with. He goes, Hey dude, you guys hungry Get bags of the hot dogs and sauce. So I'm like, dude, we're, right we're like you know, cool, nice. bro. So, so. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, Rochester was guitar, so. yeah. good to us, so you should come yeah. back.
3: <laughs>
0: Absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you definitely would.
0: Well well thanks a bunch, Tom. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We we appreciate yeah. it. And uh we can't can't wait to hear the new stuff.
1: Can't wait to meet you in person. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Don't you on me, please.
0: No. <laughs> I, should
2: have, I should have at least enough for, for a round. <laughs> we'll, we'll
0: buy the second round. How about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love that. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank thanks, you, and take Tom. care. Yeah, have a great time. You too. Thanks. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: That was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, it was. Excuse
0: Tom. Me. Tom seems like good, good people.
1: Yes, indeed. Yeah. I really enjoy him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when he was talking about riding bikes for the first time since he was like 12, mm-hmm. it reminded me of the time that we got bikes.
0: All right, man. <laughs> you just like to make fun of me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got bikes. Don't <laughs> like be
0: jealous of my sweet wheelies. <laughs>
1: <a few laughs> we got bikes a few years ago for the first time in like forever. Uh, And you thought you would be cool and go down the street with no hands. (laughs) And you ran into the mailbox. I did not.
0: (laughs) I flipped over the
1: handlebars. (laughs) Uh,
0: And you were really impressed, weren't you? Yeah, totally.
1: (laughs) I was like, oh, I got myself a winner. There is no, if there was ever a doubt. Yeah. Gone. (laughs) Yep. All right. I
0: mean, combine that with Achilles Street.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. Achilles Street came after. Mm-hmm. So then if I had any doubt yeah, yeah. in between no hand bike riding mm-hmm. and Achilles Street, yeah. completely just wiped out.
0: Achilles Street was my interpretation of air planking. <sighs> that's,
1: that's, <laughs> Like that was the closest to a split you will ever get it in your entire life. It was life. an airplane, <laughs> <laughs> an angry airplane. <laughs> all right, let's wrap all this up. All right, thank you, Tom. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Absolutely, we cannot wait for the new blood feast. Yes, we cannot wait for Maryland Death Fest yes. 2022. Yes, ending episode 102. Yes, with blood feasts chopping black blues
0: yes another remake yes off of the chopped sliced and diced dp <laughs> from 2018 if you didn't catch that last time
1: <laughs> until next time stay safe stay healthy
0: don't be an asshole and don't let your cupid itch Headless Bible,